0: As we look at God's Word this morning, I have one goal, and it is very simple. For you to see that Jesus truly changes everything. As I said in the very beginning of this service, whether you've been walking with Jesus for years or you know very little about Him, I pray that you would leave and walk away from this worship service this morning. And as you tune us off, that you would not be removed from the reality that Jesus changes everything. Not just in this world, but Jesus can change everything for you this morning. Our passage today comes from John chapter 20, verses 1 through 10. I'm sorry, verses 1 through 4, then skipping down to verses 10 through 18. This is the story of the eyewitness account of the resurrected Jesus from Mary Magdalene. This happens to be the first eyewitness account of the resurrected Jesus as it is recorded to us here in John chapter 20. Mary Magdalene encountering for the first time the resurrected Jesus Christ. John chapter 20 verses 1 through 4 and then verses 10 through 18. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. This disciple whom Jesus loved is John. John, who's writing this gospel, is referring to himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And said to them, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they've laid him. So Peter went out with the other disciple, and they were going towards the tomb. Both of them were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. Look at verse 10. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and as she wept, she stooped to look inside the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one on the head and one at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid him. Having said this, she turned around, saw Jesus standing, and she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Robbeni, which means teacher, And Jesus said to her, "'Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and to your Father, to my God and your God.' And Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, "'I have seen the Lord,' and that he had said these things to her. And on this Easter Sunday, the grass withers and the flower fades." But the word of our Lord, it stands forever. Amen. 2,000 years ago, Jesus rose from the dead. And the world would never, ever be the same. The resurrection of Jesus means that death has been defeated. The grave has been conquered. That sin has met its match in the person of Jesus Christ. And it's here in John chapter 20... This first eyewitness account of Mary Magdalene of the resurrected Jesus Christ shows us the power that this one single event had 2,000 years ago. And it is the good news that Jesus changes everything. And he even changes everything for you and for me. The first way in which the resurrection changes everything is that we see that life will never be the same. Life will never be the same because of the resurrection. And we see this through the life of Mary. Now this resurrection utterly transforms Mary's life as the first eyewitness of Jesus Christ and it is absolutely remarkable that it, she is the first one chosen to see the resurrected Jesus. You have to understand in this culture and society it was dominated by men. In this culture in this society in the first century Women had no rights, women had no voice, their testimony didn't even hold up in a court of law. And to think of all the individuals that Jesus could have revealed himself to as the resurrected Savior, he chooses Mary, a woman. He doesn't choose Peter, he doesn't choose John, he clearly, through the passage, had an opportunity to. But Jesus waits. Until John and Peter are fully removed from the picture. And it's at that moment that he reveals himself to Mary. All four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, reveal that it is Mary who first witnesses the resurrected Jesus. Now, let me just say this. If you were making up this story, if you were making up a plot line of Jesus being dead and now he's alive, this is a terrible way to do it. You would have never picked a woman to do so. You would have never said, hey, we are going to make up a story about Jesus being buried and that he rose from the dead and we want this story to to reach the globe. We would have never in a million years thought that a woman would have been chosen unless unless it's what exactly happened. But not only is it remarkable that, that Mary is a woman, but do you remember the story of Mary? If you don't, back in Luke chapter eight, Jesus encounters Mary for the first time and she's demon possessed. When Jesus encounters Mary in Luke chapter eight, he cast out of her seven demons. So not only is Mary the first eyewitness, is it remarkable that she's a woman, but we remember her story, we remember her history. Jesus chooses a woman and not a man, not a pillar of society, but a former demon-possessed woman. This is who he chooses and it changes her life forever. But you know what I love about Mary? What an incredible picture of God's story of grace and salvation. We see here Mary, this this lonely woman, this woman with this incredible past and history. Because she had been demon-possessed at one time, more than likely she was an outcast of society. I already mentioned that women in this culture had no voice. They had no rights. But then to put on top of that, her story and her history and her testimony. But God chooses her. And it is such a remarkable story for you and me this morning of God's amazing grace because it's a case study for us for how God's salvation works. Mary here in the story is lost, she's confused. She doesn't even recognize Jesus when she first encounters him. She thinks it's the gardener. But isn't that our story? That's exactly how God's grace works in our life. We're confused, we're lost. We maybe have been marginalized walking through this life in darkness and in confusion and in chaos, just like Mary was that first Easter Sunday morning, but it's in that chaos and it's in that darkness that God comes down and Jesus reveals himself to Mary. And what does he do? He calls her by name. What a beautiful picture. He doesn't say, woman over there, what are you doing? He says, Mary. Mary. And it's at that moment when God, when Jesus calls her by name, that she all of a sudden goes from darkness to light. She goes from confusion and chaos to clarity and peace. It's when Jesus calls her out by name that she finally recognizes who it is. And that's exactly how God's salvation works with us. We are in a state of confusion and chaos. We are living in darkness, scrambling through life like Mary, running in fear and running for security, scrambling through this life, and then all of a sudden, God calls us out. He calls us by name, and he calls us by home. You see, he calls us home. You see, what God is teaching us here in this passage is that if God can save Mary, He can save anyone. You see, God's grace is not just for the pillars of society. God's grace is not for those people that get everything right in life, but His grace is for people like Mary. It's for the people that think, God could never love someone like me. You see, the story of God's grace on that first Easter Sunday morning towards Mary is a message to you and me today, that His salvation, it's for everyone a total outsider and if god can change mary he can change you forever you see that through the resurrection life will never be the same But we not only see this in life, but we see this also, the resurrection, the story of the resurrection. The world will never be the same. Jesus changes the world forever. You see, what happens here in verses 17 through 18, as soon as Mary understands that this is the resurrected Jesus, Jesus calls her to do what? To go, to go and take this message to the world. That it's not enough just for your life to be changed. We want this message to go forth and change the world. Jesus in verse 17 says, Go, go and tell the disciples, go and tell my brothers that you have seen the risen Christ. And what does Mary do? Verse 18, she doesn't blink an eye. She goes, This message can't be contained. And it says in verse 18 that she goes out from that garden and she announces this message to the disciples and the world would never be the same. If you know anything about the rest of the story throughout church history and even through today, That Mary Magdalene took this message to Peter and to John and the rest of the disciples and it spread like a movement unlike this world has ever seen and it turned this world upside down. Resurrection, one person, to the disciples and it spread like a wildfire. Now there's only one explanation for how God could have taken one woman by the name of Mary and a ragamuffin group of men who just on Good Friday turned their back on Jesus and now all of a sudden take this world by storm. There's only one explanation and it's called the power of the resurrection. The only explanation for how this world could have been turned upside down by one testimony of a woman by the name of Mary is that, that something utterly profound happened on that Easter Sunday morning. And don't you just love the sense of humor of God? Just his sense of humor to think that of all the people he could have chosen to to reveal himself to on that first Easter Sunday morning, of all the people he could have chosen to be the first messenger to go out to declare the good news that Jesus is not dead, but he is alive. He chose Mary. It's utterly amazing that Jesus comes And he reveals himself to Mary and reveals himself then to the disciples and takes this world by storm. And we're still talking about it 2,000 years later. He changed Mary and he changed the world and he can change you today. You see, the story of Easter and the story of Christ's resurrection is not only that he changed Mary's life and he changed this world, but he came to change you. You see, Jesus wasn't resurrected just so we could have a nice service and go out to brunch or at least this year, have brunch at home. You see, Jesus came and Jesus was resurrected so that you could be resurrected. You see, Jesus came and was brought back from the dead so that you could be brought back from the dead. You see, this is not what I'm talking about this Easter Sunday morning. I'm not talking about turning over a new leaf. You've done that. I'm not talking about behavior modification. I'm not talking about tweaking a few things here and there in life. I'm not talking about embracing a new resolution. For some of you, you have spent your entire life turning over a new leaf, tweaking things in life, and coming up with one resolution after the next to no avail. And if we're honest with ourselves, the turning over a new leaf and behavior modification and embracing one resolution after the next just doesn't work. Jesus came so that you would be brought back from the dead, so that you could have a new beginning, so that you could have a completely new life. And when you discover that the resurrection of Jesus Christ was not simply an event that happened 2,000 years ago, but it is something that can happen in your life, you will never be the same. Listen to me. I would not be standing before you this morning if I did not believe without a shadow of a doubt that not only was the resurrection true, but the resurrection is true for me. I would not be standing here this morning without that hope. You see, here is the good news this morning. The good news for you and me is that the Bible on the one hand tells us that the wages of sin is death and that we are separated from God and that we can do nothing in our own strength and in our own power to have a relationship with God. But the Bible also tells us the gift of God is eternal life. In his son, Jesus Christ, this same John who wrote the story that we read is the same John that records in John chapter 3, the story of Jesus talking to a man by the name of Nicodemus. And this is what Jesus says to Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, Jesus will not die, but live forever forever. So I wanna ask you this morning, do you believe? Do you believe in the son that was sent to save you? Do you believe in the son that was sent to be raised from the dead, so that you could say on this Easter Sunday morning that his resurrection can become my resurrection, that he was brought back from the dead so that I could experience the newness of life and experience life to the full, both now and forever. Do you believe? Do you believe in this Jesus? Tom was a man who lived in Central Florida. Tom was only in his 40s and he had been ill for quite some time. He was given just months to live. And on the final day of his life, he was surrounded in the hospital room by his wife and his children. Tom had a relationship with Jesus Christ. He believed in this Jesus that we're talking about this morning. And so although his family was grieving, they also had hope. And so on that final day surrounding Tom, they sang hymns. They read scripture, giving Tom the assurance of the hope that he has in Jesus Christ. And as it came time to say goodbye... As they were walking out of the room, the mom of Tom's three boys looked down at their youngest and said, why don't you go kiss daddy goodbye? And so their youngest son walks over to Tom and in order to lighten the mood, kisses him on the cheek and says, dad, we'll see you in the morning. Tom died just a few hours later. But you know what? His son wasn't wrong. Because there will be a great resurrection morning for all who believe in Jesus. Listen to me. There will be a great resurrection morning for all who believe in Jesus. The only question this morning is do you believe?